song three times. This service is quite peculiar because <laughs> when the Lord starts to come with words and confirmations like this, you know something is brewing in the spirit and you know something is brewing in the physical. The <laughs> Madosi venaiko mantelatos kadelita bosia bai 
embretos cabonete venais e la cobaratos quitai la brondos queteli jequetos cabronos e zelambra hatos que venes aze ambalos e zenailos e zelabrotos e zelatos e zenahante libronos e amos Hey, Amos, Zenai Kofi, Ayo Sahikabose, Manaso Sevelaitosi. You know, it's it's. <laughs> I I I don't even know where to begin because it's not just the United Kingdom. It's not just Nigeria. It is clear that men are losing control of the world. It is clear that hmm, the kingdom is coming. One thing you know when a kingdom is coming is that when a kingdom is about to overtake another kingdom, many times it is not peaceful. Many times it is by war. Many times it is by violence. You you really see a country say we are coming to invade you and the other country says it's fine. Just come on in. You can take what what do you need? You can take whatever you need. And you are starting to see those things. Uh, you know, last week I was preaching on male and female created it them. You know the drama that happened during the week. This gender, that gender and all you know, sometimes the Holy Ghost sets you up and and puts you in a place where you have to... These are days where you would make enemies. You must, you must settle it with yourself now that the only way to please God would be that you will make enemies of men. Hmm. This morning, Apostle uh, started to talk about, the, about trusting and obeying and that the Lord was saying that many times we have plans and that we don't and that we need to start to trust even when it makes sense to us and i started laughing <coughs> because i'm the guy that spends the most time in the bathroom in our house i'm always the reason why everybody's late because i the bathroom is where myself and the holy ghost have certain conversations and we had that conversation this morning. And the scripture it brought to me is the book of Acts chapter 15 verse 28. Let's start from there. It said, it seems good to the Holy Ghost and to us. That's what that passage said. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost. You can have your seat. It seems good to the Holy Ghost and to us. And the Holy Ghost started to teach me that Many times the problem is that it seems good to you, but it doesn't seem good to the Holy Ghost. And it, is, and it, it, it looks logical to you, it looks reasonable to you, it looks obvious to you. But there is one problem. It doesn't look good to the Holy Ghost. And you are not intelligent enough, you are not smart enough, you are not wise enough to define what good is. So they came to Jesus and said, good master. And Jesus said, why do you call me good? Nobody is good except God. It didn't mean Jesus was bad. It means that Jesus was saying that it is God that is good in him. 
And so it seems, many times it seems good to us. You want to make that decision. It seems wonderful to you. It seems like the reasonable thing to do. Except the problem is that it doesn't seem good to the Holy Ghost. The apostle said it seems good to the Holy Ghost and to us. Safety is that if it seems good to the Holy Ghost but it doesn't seem good to you, choose the good of the Holy Ghost. You are not big enough. Hmm. You know, people make reasonable decisions and five years down the line they realize that decision was not as reasonable as they thought it should have been. So many times there will be conflicts in your mind. What you think is sensible versus what the Holy Ghost is saying you should do. And if you do your own, the Holy Ghost was teaching me that many times when it comes with instructions, when it comes with, with warnings, you know, we... <laughs> I honestly, I don't even know where to. My my heart is is full. I don't even know where to start speaking from. <sighs> Help me, the spirit. You know that many times we see the past, we see the present, and then we are waiting for the future. But that is not how God sees. Before God, God stands like this and is looking down. And he's seen your past, your present, and your future. So the Holy Ghost is looking at your future and saying, many times when the Holy Ghost comes and says with a warning, the reason is because he's looking at your present and seeing that decision you're about to make, and he can see the future and realize that that decision you're about to make is not going to make your future look like the expected hand that he wrote. So because he can see that, he comes today and says, don't do that. He comes and says, do that. Everything the Holy Ghost tells you to do is so that when you get to the future that he can already see, you look like the expected hand that he wrote before you were born. So the Holy Ghost is constantly looking here. Is That's your future. This is your present. The Holy Ghost is looking there to instruct you here. Is looking there like, hmm, if this decision you're about to make, if you go left, here, you will go to hell. If you go right, you will be saved. If you go forward, like I'm telling you to do here now, you would have that thing you are hoping for tomorrow. If you don't go where I'm saying you should go now, there... So the Holy Ghost has the entire picture. So many times the Holy Ghost is, if you can imagine the Holy Ghost as somebody that is directing a ship, because he can see where that person, the owner of the ship, cannot see. Then many times, when the Holy Ghost now says, go left, <laughs> the men say, left does not make any sense. Why is it that why is it that men we we have you noticed this this we we are looking at um we are studying the school of the holy spirit today and one of the things mom said when she was speaking in the morning was that the devil is an examiner and i started laughing because 
the devil is a member of the faculty of the school of the spirit. Whether he likes it or he doesn't, he is an examiner in a school that he has not instituted. There are some things that are in the sovereign will of God. The devil being an examiner in the school of the spirit is under the sovereign will of God. He cannot not refuse he cannot refuse to be that person. And kingdom, this is what you are starting to see in the world is that is starting to make obvious battles of kingdoms. And only one kingdom can be established. You know, the 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 in the days of Belt is it Belteshazzar, the the one that the the he was parting. And then he decided, he was so drunk, he decided, let's go bring the temple items. Those ones dedicated to God. Let's bring it out. Let, let me drink wine in it, from it, with my Lord and the women and everything. When he was doing his party, God didn't see anything. When he was doing his party and he was doing whatever I wanted, God didn't talk. But when he went to take the temple items, then God spoke. And you, you know how that thing played out in the physical? The Medes and the Persians had been trying to take Babylon for a long time. But one of the reasons they could never get anywhere near Babylon was because river Euphrates flowed around it and it was impossible to cross. So when this man was parting with his lords and everything... It's not because he didn't know that there was enemy outside. It was because he knew, like the enemies knew, that they could not cross that river. But you know what happened? Then the Lord gave wisdom to these people, and they started gradually, gradually to try to divert that river. It took them about two years. So all the time this man was doing his own extended parties, these ones were God, they were finding the wisdom to divert that river. That night that he brought the temple things out was the night they finally succeeded in diverting that river. That's why the Bible, your Bible will tell you that that very night was that king slain. It wasn't that day that the Medes and the Persians decided we wanted to invade. They had been on that mission for years. But the day he decided to go get the temple items to party with. But the other side of that story is that that's the first expression of, of, of the river being dried up so that the kings of the east could come. It's going to happen again in Revelations. The Bible says that the rivers will be dried off to make way for the king of the east again. But you know one of the side effects of that matter was that the coming of the king of the east was liberation for the people of God. You know it was when the Medes and the Persians came that they started to talk of returning to Jerusalem. So it was bad news for Babylonians. It was not exactly bad news for the children of God. 
you are going what you are going to start seeing is that battle lines are going to start being drawn i was watching the news to um, this week all of you have seen the news roe versus wade and all this and i was watching and one of the people that came up one of the things they were saying is that this they they, they were saying the evangelicals nobody nobody bothered to read the reasoning of the supreme court nobody bothered that the, the 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 main issue the supreme court had was that this was a matter that should never have been decided by the supreme court in the first place that was the legal position the supreme court was not in, was not even arguing the morality of the matter it was purely the legality of the matter and the supreme court said because this is a matter that should not be decided by the supreme court let every state make their decision but you will see it is the evangelicals that have found a way many many things when at the end of the day every child of god would have to make a serious stand because they will blame you there will be many things that you will be blamed for and your entire generation will be blamed for that many of them have nothing to do because the inspiration behind that is eventually christianity i shared something on my status this week i don't know how many of you saw it about china they've tried the extermination route of trying to exterminate all the christians and that's all, and it didn't work so now they are trying the other route which is to rewrite your scriptures so that your scriptures start to say so that your scripture toes the line of the party in power so that when i was reading of a priest that refused to do mass catholic church that refused to do mass because he was instructed that he must preach loyalty to the party so the man refused to do mass rather not do mass than stand there in front of everybody and be preaching loyalty to the party but what is going to happen is if they eventually succeed in writing their version of scriptures which is in line with party values you will not have a choice either you use that bible or you lose your head i was asking my a, a random question this week that if you if you are smuggling bibles into a nation where bibles are not legal and you get to the border and the border force says um do you have bibles in your bag or not will you say yes or will you say no what will you say what would you say The Lord Jesus said, <laughs> the Lord Jesus said that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers what? And the violent take it. There is nothing you want that you are not going to take by force. These days, there is nothing you want that you are not going to take by force. Nothing. 
whether it is economic prosperity or liberation or whatever it is or healing or miracles you are going to have to take it by force because nobody is going to hand anything to you but here comes one of the problems where where following the holy ghost is 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 not even optional that's why i believe that's why god is making us look at the school of the spirit again because you know many many children of god we are wonderful you know we're a wonderful breed i was i was thinking about it in the bathroom this morning holy spirit only you can be that ambitious that you will say you want to unite the entire body of christ as one bride have you thought about it before it just occurred to me that i don't think there's any project in this world that is as ambitious as that have you seen the divergence of our opinions you know one of the things people say is that all of you people are reading the same bible and yet how many the first <laughs> somebody said you people are not serious how many versions of the same book do you want to have you have to start explaining why a version is this, this, and then you say, okay, how come you have so many interpretations of the same book? Protestants, evangelicals, Pentecostals, Catholics, even in the Pentecostal, the Pentecostal, they are in Keda. Apostolic, this tribe, that tribe, all sorts of tribe being and cabalism in the name of one Jesus. Yet, the mission of the Holy Ghost, <laughs> which he has accepted, is that he is going to find a way that we will be one. That means there are many, many things that are basis of differences that he would strip away. That means there are things... You know, sometimes the divisions between this this one is that is their position on the Holy Ghost. That means the Holy Ghost would have to make it so clear that if you are still in one of those places that denies existed, the Holy Ghost will turn up in such a way that if you are still denying him after that one, you know one of the things that's going to happen is that many people are actually going to fall away. They will refuse the evidence that is staring them in the face. But what the Holy Ghost is going to do at the end is to make sure that there is no ambiguity about what it means to follow Jesus. I was, I was telling my wife today that um, recently that the issue is not God. When you ask people, do you believe in God? Do you believe? Most people will say, yeah. The issue is not God, though. God, everybody believes in one form of The issue is Jesus. It is when you say Jesus, that's where problem comes. When you say God, people are open-minded because everybody claims God. Whatever religion, whatever affiliation, it is God. Everybody, God, 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 God. Such that people believe that everybody serves the same God. Which I find very funny. <clears throat> because if you serve the same God, then why would he give you this set of rules and give that other person the set of rules? Uh, why does he come to you and say, after you have done all the good you can do, when you get to my hand, still, your, your salvation still depends on how I feel. You know, there's, there, there are beliefs like that. that even after you have done all the good you know how to do, 
when you get on the judgment day there is still no guarantee for you it depends on which side of the bed the god in question woke up that day if you woke up on the wrong side he's still going to cook you in fire anyway and then another people come and say if you follow jesus and you accept him and you for and you as your lord and savior and your and and you follow his leading at the end you are guaranteed eternal life how on earth do you now come around and say god a and god b they are the same person when did god become bipolar when so when people when people some men have found that, that people actually refuse to to think about this thing because if they think about it well the the ambiguity will be apparent to them you will, you will conclude that this thing makes no sense it cannot be the same guy you are either prime minister or not you can the labor the leader of labor is how they're winning election left, right, and center. It is still the opposition. So the days will come, you would have to define that the God you are referring to is Jesus. <laughs> and then Jesus will, and then you start to say the things that Jesus said, and you will have problems. Like somebody will say, say, you would have problems. This because your problems will multiply that is why it is it is a dangerous place to be as a child of god without power because there will be situations where the only way you dig yourself out of them will be by power peter ended up in prison and there were how many gates to it there were four sections and then the angel came you know the bible doesn't record that peter was praying but the bible says that the uh, the disciples were praying and you know dad was talking about this recently for uh, we know that their prayer was half-baked because what they were believing and what they were praying about were not the same thing but they prayed at least let's 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 forgive them that they had not you know many times we 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 castigate these people forgetting that they have never seen examples that we have seen they 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 don't have you can pick up a book by kenneth e again you can pick up a, that was talking of a book by ff bosworth you can pick up books from those people and read and see examples you can read about Maria Woodward Ether and how many children she lost before she found I think she lost about six children. You can read about all these people and you get some perspective. The people in the days of Paul and Peter did not have those examples. They were the guinea pigs. That's why Apostle Paul was saying that. It's, it's, it's like God has just set them as a spectacle to the world. Where, that I'm going to use you people as the... As the as the guinea pig, the ex experimental, the, the sacrificial lamb. So that others can learn. So Peter was sitting in jail and, he, and then the angel started to come. The angel came and said, and put, put, put on your shoes, put on your clothes. And they were going 
and they were going and they were going and then cross the first one cross the second one, cross the third, and then they got to the huge gate that led to the city and the bible says that gate opened of his own accord the angel didn't even have to touch it there is a place you get to where the anointing on your head hmm, that the opposition that comes against you will be no match for the anointing on your hallelujah on the anointing on your head that is where we need to strive to get to. and the only place to the only way to get there is by staying in the school of the holy ghost you can be you can say you are, you can be angry all you want about situations and circumstances but if you do not have the power and the means to change them there is nothing you will do about it you will just be ha- you will just be upset for the sake of being upset many of us are upset about russia versus ukraine what have we done about it what can we do about it you know he mentioned mentioned the fact that many many believers are now saying go get your pvc even dad mentioned it this morning go get your pvc and we were having this discussion and someone said but there are ways to there are already plans to uh change people's votes and all that and my response was if the vote is not there it cannot be changed the vote has to be there first in it so first of all go and vote and then that is now when you ask for the dispatch of angelic assistance hey god will help us One of my prayers is that God will give all of us insight into the angelic realm, into 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 spiritual realm. That God will even show you demons, so you will realize that what goes on overhead, what goes on that we cannot see. You know, one day I I had I, I was telling we were listening to something someone yesterday, and I was just telling my wife that I saw a demon once. <laughs> God is powerful. This demon was so huge. I was I was like in 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 a house. This demon was so huge that he had to you know he had to bend down. You know when when it's like when you are bending down looking at a hand somewhere here. You you understand what I mean? So you know the hand is so small you have to kneel, bend down to see it properly that's how the disparity in size was and it was so huge that the roof of the house he, he, he needed one finger you know to just um you know just dust off the roof as if the roof was sand and i was inside hey but well, they said the name of the Lord is a strong. It didn't matter the size of that thing. And if you know how much the devil hates you, if you if you have an understanding of how much Satan would love to destroy you, 
you will know that you do not have any option than to stay with the Holy Spirit. If you if you ever see the hatred in the eyes of the devil for you, when they say pray, they won't tell you twice. When they say obey, they won't tell you twice. Because many times, Satan, if Satan was allowed, it he will shred. But God has not given it to him. But in spite of their sizes, in spite of, but if you think demons are that big, you need to see how big angels are. You need to see the army that is for you. Because many times Satan comes and tries to roar at you, terrify you, shout at you. But those that be for you are more. They are not just more in number. It's not a numbers game only. Satan drew one third of the stars. That already leaves two thirds. That means if they were to go to battle, it is still two against one. Assuming God didn't even decide to replace the one Satan took. If God decided to replace them, then it is three against one. If God said, I don't need to replace them, then it is still two against one. And it's not just a numbers game, it is also a power game. The powers that are available to us, the strength that is available to us. When you say, God, give me power, God is just looking at you like, child, you have the Holy Ghost. All the if, when when you want to summarize all the power that God Himself has, all that power that God Himself has is in the Holy Ghost. And then he, he, what God did was to re, to take the the nucleus of a, a a nuclear reactor and put it inside you. That that's that's what He did. At every point, God has been sacrificing God for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus is God, isn't it? Sacrificed him. The Holy Spirit is God. Put him inside you. And at the end of the day, God will pack his bag from heaven. Come and tabernacle with you. And then all of that, then the Lord says, follow me. The Lord says, trust me. And children of God start to ask questions. Children of God, you know, if you don't know the size of what is chasing you, you 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 might sleep. But like a video I saw this week where the man had by no I don't know if you saw the video, the man had binoculars. He was trying to he was sitting on his car, had binoculars, and was trying to look for a lioness. <laughs> and in like action movie, the lioness he was trying to look for was already next to him. You saw that video. I was thinking, what would that? What what went through his mind at that point? You can't even. You, it is already too late to run. You are not in a position to start running. You are sitting on a chair. Looking that way with binoculars and <laughs> nothing faces you. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
never forget. It doesn't matter how Satan comes and shouts and says, I'm going to intimidate you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We'll sing that song one more time. Hell shall die. Adonai. We worship first point in the school of the Holy Spirit is that you must learn to write things down. You must learn to write things down. This is going to be like a school. You must learn to write things down. Find a system. Find a system that works for you when it comes to writing things down. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are. It doesn't matter how photographic your memory is. You must have a system where you write the things God tells you down. And you must also have a system such that you are quick. Not just that you have a system where you write. It is also that you have a system where you can quickly access Personally, one of the things you know, the Holy Ghost is God, so the Holy Ghost doesn't need your permission to talk to you. So, many times, what happens is that the Holy Ghost will talk as it happened to you before that the Holy Ghost will say things to you at moments that they don't look like they are convenient at all. Has it happened to you before? Maybe you're about to sleep off and things start to come to your spirit, or someone like me, it is when I am driving that the Holy Ghost starts speaking. So one of the things I do is that as I start to repeat those things to myself, whether there are five or six things, I just start repeating them, repeating them, because if I forget, many times those things never come back. So I start to repeat and repeat until I get to where I'm going. Or if I know that it's a long journey, I pack. I pack, write down the five things, and then continue. The Holy Ghost doesn't wait for it. The Holy Ghost is saying it at the point where you need to hear it. What you are doing at that time is your business. But he, when he starts to say it, he's saying it at the point where you absolutely need to hear it. God's timing is impeccable. So that's the first thing I, I must tell us as we go today. The second thing is that growth in the Holy Spirit is tangible. There is nothing like we can't measure whether somebody is growing 
or not growing is tangible growth is tangible and i will show us from pattern of scriptures that as far as god is concerned it takes three to three and a half years for you to start to bear some form of fruit humanly speaking it takes about three to three and a half years for you to start to bear some fruit jesus spent how long with his disciples three and a half how many years did um paul spend in arabia with jesus personally three and actually let me open luke chapter 13 luke chapter 13 from verse 6 luke 13 verse 6 from verse 6 says he spake also this parable a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he to the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why combat it with the ground? Eight. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year. Till I shall dig about it and dung it, and if it bears fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. This is the Lord Jesus giving an example, and he said, Three years I waited for fruit. Now there is no fruit. Can I cut it down? Many, many times, what happens is that pastors and leaders start to now spend many of their times many of their time interceding with God for members so that God still keeps there are many people that the only reason God is still persisting with them is because he's trying to spare the man of God over their lives he's trying to spare that man some grief that people have gotten to points where they are not useful to God. They are not useful to the servant of God. But so that the... You know, Apostle Paul was saying that God did not want his sorrow to be multiplied. So he had mercy. So many times, once a child of God starts to pass three years, four years, five years, six years, seven years, you are getting into that territory where it is now mercy... That is holding you. You are not useful to God. You are not useful to his work. You are not useful to anything. It is just that God is trying to save people from tears. He's trying to save somebody, a child from being fatherless or trying to save a child from being motherless. That God is just keeping you around for the sake of the heart of the people. We must never get to that point. But we have to get to a point in our lives where our growth is tangible. Our profiting appears to all. That men can look... You know, I've said it here before that the, the goal here, God help us, is that we can point to anybody at random and say, come and teach us how this thing works in the kingdom of God. And you can stand there and tell us how it works how this works with examples of how it works that is how growth is in the house of god 
you at after three four years of being a serve, a, 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 being under teaching being under instruction you should be we should be able to commit the next new believer onto your hand and say mentor this person and you should be able to show that person how you grew what were your own practices for example in this church i don't expect that praying for one hour will be a big deal to any of us now am i right because by the time you close your eyes and you worship a little and you pray in the spirit a little by the time you open your eyes it's already 45 minutes yes or no there is nothing that there is no spiritual exercise that is not possible there is no extent that you cannot go in the spirit there is no hallelujah hallelujah because if after three years four years five years we are not seeing the fruit of what god is doing we need to ask questions either there is a problem with the delivery of the message or there is a problem with what you do with what you hear and if the person that god has placed to teach you to instruct you hears the holy ghost well and preaches the messages of the holy ghost then it is impossible for there to be a problem with the message you are hearing as long as those messages are not the messages of the person they are, they are the messages of the Holy Ghost. Because it is the Holy Ghost that knows what it is that is required for growth and expansion. So if it is the Holy Ghost that supplies messages every Wednesday and every Sunday, then it is going according, then the, the delivery of what you need, the deposition of what you need to grow is reaching you. So the other problem now, because then the problem is no longer with the message or the delivery. The problem now because what do you do with what you hear? And this is where many children of God fail. Because you have to be intentional. Nobody, you, you, are not, you can sit in church for 10 years and not gain anything. Your attendance can be perfect. You don't miss Wednesday, you don't miss Friday, you don't miss Sunday. And yet there is nothing in your life that is growing. Because growth is intentional. In the school of the... When you enroll in the school of the Holy Ghost, it has to be intentional. So that means there, have to be, there must be things that you do that the end goal of the things you do is that you grow in grace, you grow in knowledge, you grow in strength, you grow in the anointing, you grow as a person. Why do they say read your Bible? Why do they say pray? Why do they say give? But because many times we do not see those things as exercises that are geared towards our growth and our expansion in the spirit, we don't take them for what they are supposed to be and then they do not do what they are supposed to do. For example, it is very unlikely that you would hear a sermon once and you will gain everything that you are supposed to learn in that sermon. True or false? What that means is that when you hear a message, necessity is placed on you to listen to it again at least once. Now the question is, how many of us 
ever go back to go watch messages, maybe the ones you heard on Sunday, the ones you heard on Friday, the ones you heard on Wednesday, how many of us ever go back to listen to those things again? How many of us make notes when we are listening? Because the person that has made notes is at least at an advantage over the person that has not made any notes. Because, you know, one of the fathers will say that it is a sign of unseriousness to not write notes in church. And if he catches you not writing, you would have a problem. And I agree with him. Because if you don't write, at least this, you have the summary. You can go back to it and quickly, maybe you, 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 you are struggling to find the one and a half hours or two hours to listen to the entire thing again. But you can go back to the summary and the things that the Holy Ghost highlighted to you, then it starts to explain to you again. But if you don't have that, then, and you also don't go back to listen, then you are not going to grow. Most of the things I'm saying now, if when we close now, if I say, can you tell me what I have said today? There is a good chance you cannot tell me more than 30% of what I have said. That means, by next Sunday, good luck remembering 10% of what I am saying now. But you have to go back. I go back to listen. It is one of the and my wife knows that it's one of the things I do every Sunday. I, 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 when we get home, I play, whether I'm the one that preached or not, most times I go back and I play the entire message again. It reinforces things that I didn't even hear well the first time. We must be intentional about growing. And because one, one of the things God does is that God shows you a picture of what He wants to make you. So, for example, now, this is, this, let me show you how children of God, how we are sometimes, that it doesn't help us. If, for example, God gives a word of knowledge through you today, or you start to notice that there is a particular gift that seems to be showing up in your life, what God is saying is that here is something I want to showcase through you. That's what God is saying, you know? That here is something I want to showcase through you. Or you have a gifting in a particular area. What God is saying is that this is something I want to showcase through you. What God expects you to do is to now go back and start to, to, to walk, start to follow the Holy Ghost. Such that it can make you someone that can carry a greater version of that thing. But many times, when it has manifested one time or two times, we just relax and think it is there. No, it's not there. It is going to dry. If there's, if, if there's nothing that you do that, that, that is supposed to hold that thing that is manifesting through you. For example, I'm, I'm here teaching and preaching today, for example. Imagine if I have zero contact with the word of God during the week. And every Sunday I'm supposed to come here and preach to you. What am I going to come here and tell you? It doesn't matter if God has said you are the greatest thing since the inception of the world. If there is nothing that you do that, that, that if there's no practice that you do that, 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 that along the line of what God has shown you that you are engraced with then nothing will get done. 
and that thing that you think you have you are going to wake up one morning and realize that you no longer have it how many of you as a kid how many of you had a little bit of artistic ability growing up how many of you did fine arts when you were growing up how many of you could draw a few things how many of you can draw now so that means the ability was there at some point the question is where did the ability go now where did it go it's the same thing with spiritual senses if you use it it increases if you do not use it one one day you just look for it and you won't find it and you start to wonder did god leave me no god didn't leave you the plant he planted in your life you watched it die that's what happened that's what happened and i'm i'm emphasizing i've not even gotten to the point of the message we'll continue next week wherever we stop but i'm emphasizing this because this is how men stay long in the house of god and gain nothing and become nothing because they have felt that the pastor is going to come every sunday and supply everything you need no what the pastor comes to do every sunday is tell you what the holy ghost wants you to hear the rest of it the holy ghost wants to tell you himself that is the whole point of meditation many many practices in the world they have they have they've understood the power of meditation they use it to calm their spirits. They use it to calm their soul. They use it to achieve some state and all that. But the truth of the matter is, meditation is a spiritual principle. Whether it is used in the divine or it is used in the demonic. There are spiritual principles that are obeyed by angels and demons. So the question is not, oh, is meditation right or wrong? The question is, what are you meditating upon? If you are meditating on something that will open you to demons, demons will come. You pick Oija board now and you start to look at it and you start to say the things. Demons will visit you. Because when you meditate, one of the things you do is that you condition your heart to be like an altar that the spirit you are trying to contact can come and rest. Which means if you are doing, if you it doesn't matter. You know, imagine you go to a native doctor or all these witches and all these things. And you say, uh, give me all the items that you use to conjure your demon. And the person says, sure. Show me how you arrange those things. And the person says, sure. I say, tell me what you say. And the person says, sure. And they, they give you all of that information and all of the things. And you go to your house. And you set those things in the living room the way they said you should set it and you jokingly start to say the things that they said you should say one you will realize <laughs> that it was only you that was joking the spirit that is conditioned to turn up by virtue of what you have done that spirit does not do jokes it is Men, I, I've read this so many times. People will say, ah, they just said those things and then they were trying to sleep at night and something was pressing their neck. 
you were the one that called that thing when you did what they said you should do if you want to call it the same way if you grab your bible if you if you think on the things that the word of god has said you should do you will start to invite if it is something about favor there is no way the spirit of favor will not come and find you if you do the things that bring favor the bible says give and it shall be given unto you you many times and then people give and they are upset about the giving and not if you give with an understanding of why you are giving it is impossible for things not be given to you do you understand me it is impossible to obey divine laws and principles and not see the results of those divine laws and principles it is impossible it is impossible Because what happens is, is when you when you when you start to meditate, when for example, like I'm teaching now, if you go back and you start to think about these things that I'm telling you, one one of the first things you will find out is that there would be you will start to understand these things in ways that even I didn't mention to you. You will start to see angles and dimensions to it that I didn't mention to you. Because now the Holy Ghost has come to start to expand that word. In your heart, and after you have done that, you might also find out that when you are thinking about it, a prayer point will come into your heart. Now, that is the Holy Ghost now telling you beyond what I'm saying here. That is not the Holy Ghost saying, Pray along this line. That is your own personal dealing in all of this that I'm saying. All I'm saying now is general, but then what it starts to profit you when there is that personalization of what I am saying to you. Do you understand me? And then, you know, you, you go on and what happens is that the word has to eventually settle into your spirit before it can help you. And it is not going to settle if you have one contact with it and you forget about it. It is not going to settle. If a message doesn't enter your spirit and settle in your spirit, it cannot bless you. You cannot grow. And I must say that there's only one path to spiritual growth by the word of God. And it, that path is called engagement. You have to engage with the word of God. You have to actively. That's one of, that's one of the principles of confessions. You, that they say confess. Uh, confess the word of God. What you are doing when you are confessing is that you are actively engaging with the word of God. Has it happened to you before that you are confessing the word of God and at the point where you start confessing, you don't even fully believe it yourself? Has it happened to you before? Or all of you are more holy than I am? Wonderful. <coughs> yes, that you will find that as you are saying, let me use another example. How many of you pray in the Holy Ghost? How many of you have been praying in the Holy Ghost before and started laughing at yourself? Has it happened to you before? You are praying in the Holy Ghost and, and something at the back of your head is like, say, I hope I'm not saying nonsense in the spirit like this. <laughs> Has it happened to you before? But why didn't you stop praying in the Holy Ghost? Because an assurance came. 
there was something that now spoke to you. The Holy Ghost now spoke to you to reassure you that that thing you are saying is not nonsense. That is what happens with confession. That's what happens with engaging with the word of God. You, When you start saying it and start saying it, I'm healed, I am rich, I'm... One of the things God has been e- e- emphasizing to me recently is that children of God don't say much. We, 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 we... You know, I'm the first person that will tell you that praying the Holy Ghost. But also when you are trusting God for things, when you are praying the Holy Ghost, open your mouth and say it. Because the one you are saying in the Holy Ghost is convincing your spirit. The ones you open your mouth to say speaks to your intellect and your mind. So that even your mind, your thinking is also conforming to the fact that you're a billionaire. Because many times your spirit receives it. Because your spirit is connected. That's where the Holy Ghost is. So it's easy for your spirit to receive it. But then your mind is fighting you. Because your mind re- your mind remembers how much is in your bank account. Your mind remembers how much your rent is. Your mind remembers how much you spend on transport every week. Your mind remembers everything. And then you are saying, Lord, I'm going to buy a house in this country without a mortgage. And your mind is like, are you mad? But you keep saying it. The day will come where your mind will say, wait, oh, this thing is possible, oh. The day will come where your mind will say, the people that are buying houses in cash in this country, they don't have to head. So it is that same mind that called you mad that will come back and start to do the calculations of how, how it is possible. At that point, that is what is called transformation. That is what is called renewal of renewal of your mind is setting it to the default state where your spirit can rule over your mind. Because in the beginning, it was spirit that was ruling mind. And then man fell. And then man's mind started to rule over his spirit. So when you renew, one of the things you do is that you reset your mind so that it now goes under what your spirit is saying. So if your spirit is saying, I am healed, then your mind starts to conform. And then eventually, your mind starts to agree and say, I'm healed. At that point, that is where faith enters. Spiritual growth is not abstract. It is measurable. It is measurable. The school of the spirit is in classes, is in stages, is in levels. Let me show you a few scriptures. Romans chapter 10. (laughs) Romans chapter 10. From verse 13. Say, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the result of Verse 13 says, if you the result is that if you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Abby, simple enough equation. Call upon the name of the Lord, be saved. But then verse 14 starts to now show you the dynamics of how you go from calling upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Verse 14 now says, How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? That is to say. Your calling is not just ordinary calling. You have to believe the person you are calling. That is how you will be saved. You understand? Verse 13 says, if you call, you will be saved. Verse 14 says, wait though, you can't just call 
ordinarily. You have to believe upon the person you are calling before you can be saved. Okay, and then he keeps going. Then, and how shall they believe if they have not heard? So now it shows you that there's another layer to getting to the place where you call. You have to believe, but for you to believe, you must have first heard. And then he keeps going and says, how shall they hear without a preacher? So if you read verse 13 that says, call and be saved, and you stop there, you miss the mechanics and the dynamics of how to be saved. Because then you realize from verse 14 that how to be saved is that there must be a preacher. The preacher must believe. You must hear. You must believe. And then you must now call upon the person that you have believed. See, those stages are where many people fail. Number one, say there must be a preacher. Many people are stuck with wrong preachers. So they are already in trouble. For some people, the, the preacher is right. But the preacher is he, he, not speaking the right thing. There are many... Like, when, when mom was leading prayers today, she was talking of people that are genuine ministers, but they have been deceived. So the preacher might be right, might be preaching the wrong thing. You know, it is possible to fall into the trap of... You know, there's a place you get to with God that to find something to say will never be a problem. You know, there are many ways preachers concord messages today. There are, go on Amazon when we finish. Go and look for sermon books. You will find books on Amazon that have about 400 messages already prepared. So you can buy it. And <laughs> one of my favorite servants of God was telling a story of when he was in uni. He was a teacher in the capacity God gave him. And then, excuse me, they, they, you know the way they distribute people in hostels? And then they, they, added, they, they put him in the same room with a servant of God. So, you know, normally, two servants of God in the same room, they will be cooking. You should expect them to be cooking fire. Yes or no? A teacher and an evangelist. They should be cooking fire. He said, uh, the man of God called him and said, you know I'm a senior minister. Said, ah, yes, sir. We are not competing. Yes, sir. So he said, let me show you one of the secrets of ministry. He said, the man went to his cupboard, pulled out a sack. He said, this sack contains, so in the sack were little, little pieces of paper. He said, this sack contains all the messages I'm going to preach this year. <laughs> so what he does is that when, when he has an invitation, he'll bring out the sack and just speak in tongues. When he does that for like two minutes, put his hand in the sack. Whichever one he picks out is the sermon <laughs> for that meeting. That's one way. The man was genuinely called, but he already had a system for servants. So you, after you just, whatever one he picks is the one who will come and teach you. There are also servants of God now that I've, I think I've said it before that they, they have sermon writers, professional sermon writers. So when you get on all, some of these Christian TV stations now and you see the way the man is blasting fire, you will think the Holy Ghost came down. No! 
Hollywood script writers came to town. That's what happened. And they wrote the sermon. And the man... You know you can go... You know people now go to schools where they learn mannerisms. You know, somebody might watch this sermon and say, this guy doesn't even know how to comport himself on the altar and all of that. You know there are schools I can go now that when I come back, I'll be like... <clears throat> somebody shout hallelujah. I'm not kidding. Show they will show you the intonation, the, the register by hey. you can you can scientifically do church without God. There is a reason some lights are some lights are known to tamper with the state of your mind. So when you are in church and they flash those lights in certain sequences, <laughs> it's not because somebody was just it's because somebody out there is tampering with the state of your emotions using lights and and sound and all that. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So there must be a preacher. The preacher must be preaching right. And the also the other thing is that you must now hear. So now it is now the responsibility is no more external. Now it becomes internal. Now you must hear. Now you must believe. And then when you have believed, you must now call upon whom you have believed and then you will be saved. Many people get to the point where they believe. And then when it comes to the point where they should call, then people do not call. Christians are failing in not opening their mouths. You must say it. When you have spoken in tongues for one hour, also take a few minutes to declare this is what i want this is what i want this is what must happen this is say it in your english language so that or your whatever language so that the demons that are in your neighborhood also you know the demons don't understand the tongues you are saying but if you say it in english both of you are clear the demon is clear even you are clear everybody is clear so the demon cannot say they did not hear Hallelujah. But if you now jump to verse 17 of that passage because of time, it says, So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that means your hearing and your believing that leads to you calling upon the name of the Lord. Faith element. Faith element. If you go to Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 2. It says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The way faith comes is that you hear and you hear very well. That's why you must always repeat something. You must, if, if, if what you need is to cut like a 15-minute segment of, of a particular sermon and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. That, 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 so, sometimes uh, when I do prayer work, sometimes there is this audio that I have. It's about five minutes audio. I play it, put it on repeat. And that audio is saying there is something God wants to make out of your life. See, when 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 it has finished and then it starts again and says there is something the ginger to pray 
<laughs> that was going down who will come back say so there is something god wants to make out of your life it's a reminder it's like an alarm in the spirit say hey there is something god wants to make out of your life. <laughs> you can't you continue again you continue again you continue again. i i i must get to heaven and that you know like like when stephen was about to be stoned the bible said jesus was standing jesus went to heaven to go sit down jesus had not sit, had not been sitting for too long when they sent stephen to him very stony bible says jesus stood because somebody was coming home when i get to heaven i want jesus to stand that 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 heaven would know that somebody have you ever thought about it? How do you think how do you think heaven was when people like Kenneth Hagin entered? How, how do you think how do you think heaven was when someone like Catherine Kuhlman entered? You think they were like, ah, you made it. <laughs> you are welcome. Is that what you think happened when those people were got there? And it's the same heaven all of us are going. Hmm. Hallelujah. I'm going to I'm going I've not even st- we've not even started but we are going to wrap it up on this one today. What is meditation? Meditation is the art of mixing the word of God with faith. And like I said that is how you profit from the word. The word must be mixed with faith. That Hebrews 4 says the word they had did not profit them. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith in their heart. You have to meditate on the word of God. God cannot help you beyond the Holy Spirit, beyond the word of God. There is no other help in God. You know, uh, this thing, I was, just, I was just having this conversation with the Holy Ghost. And, and one of the things that happens to me is that one of the ways the Lord teaches me things is that maybe I'm just doing something. And then in my mind, I'm starting to have this, 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 um, like a service. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing myself preaching to a lot of people and, 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 I start, I start to say, the, the, as I'm saying those things, I'm actually learning them. So, you know, it, it, it's, so the, the Holy Ghost was just like, the, the day will come where, as I was, I was seeing myself preaching like that, and one of the things I was saying was that, that at the end of that sermon, oh, that it will be very clear to people that there are only two options, they only have two options. Either you start, you now make the decision to start to follow the Holy Ghost like you should, or just pack it in and go and follow the devil. Because halfway will not do. These are the days where half, you know, like like uh, Prince Tim was saying when he was leading leading prayers here, that the whole election scenario is such a dicey thing. It is well and good that churches have decided to say something now. But, you know, he brought an angle that many people don't think about. If all of you throw your weight, how many Christians are in the country now? 
about about 54% of the country. If the country is 200 million, so let's say about 110 million Christians. If all of you throw your weight behind someone and that person fails, that person is going to set God back years in that nation. It, that person must just not fail. So it is beyond get your PVC and vote. When that person has entered, there must be a structure of accountability. There must be a structure that says, this is what you promised, this is what you have done. According to what you said and what you have done, you have done 10% of what you said you were going to do. How are you going to sort out the rest 90? You understand me? So it is not a case of, ah, we have pushed somebody here and we are done. No. It, it is the same way corruption flowed and became systematic. So that we were having a discussion in the car this morning where these people had both the you, you know the, the issue is that it has gotten to a point where when people have the means and the opportunity to actually do the right thing, they still will not. When when there is absolutely there is absolutely no reason to misbehave. There is absolutely no reason to be corrupt. That is how you know that it has gone. You know one thing about, about things is that about spiritual things is that the first time you did it, it was your own will. The first time you did it, you did it by yourself. You chose to lie. You chose to, to, to cheat somebody else. You keep doing it by your own self until a spirit now says, ah, this looks like an exciting project. Let me get involved. It, it is the day, and people will not know. You know that is when we are doing deliverance that, it is when we are doing deliverance that people start to roll on the floor and shout and scream. Yes or no? When the demon entered, who screamed? If, if, if demons enter people the way they get out, <laughs> most people will quickly know when a demon has turned Yes or no? If the demon, when the demon was entering, if you were rolling on the floor, you would quickly run and say, save me, save me. But when the demon enters, he enters quietly. Because initially you were doing it by your own will. You were doing it by your own will. And then the demons enter. And then, that, and the day you say you don't want to, the day you will know the demon has entered is the day you say, I don't want to do this thing. And then you do it. The day that happens, you must just know that a power that is greater than you is now involved. Is now involved. So we must seek to meditate on the word of God. Churn it in the foreground. Churn it in the background. You know, I, I saw a question recently and the person was asking that how do they, how, how, it was asking a general question that how do I stop listening to secular music? And I was just thinking that how did I just get over all the, whether they are environmental. Well, you know, some of these songs are not Christian songs, but they are okay. The lyrics are fine. Some, many of these love songs are not necessarily evil lyrics or dirty lyrics like that. And you just listen and you just, some of them are just environmental and all of that, you know. 
So I was like, how did I just... And I, what I realized was that it was just the Holy Ghost. It wasn't a case of... You know, what? one of the things many people do is that they do replacement therapy. We Christians love replacement therapy or bilateral conversion. Somebody was this in the world. They came... I was watching a video and it was making me cringe where one of these black American artists and all that, I think he ended up in, in a church, in the church he used to go when he was growing up. This guy is a proper rap hip-hop artist now. But he, I think maybe he went back to his hometown and he went to the church that maybe his grandmother or somebody used to take him when he was a child or something. So he got there. Next thing, pastor drags him to the front and starts to say, this is our son. This is our started to extol the virtues of and I was like Lord, Lord have mercy the reason why many of those people end up not being strong is because you, would, you won't even let them sit before you start asking them to fly it doesn't matter how wonderful they are if you hand if you hand if you hand this, the, if I hand this, if a, if a, if a, if an hypopathist comes in, he, he, he gets saved, and I hand this mic to him, and he's supposed to teach you. What is this going to teach you now? What is he going to say? He himself is supposed to sit down in, 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 in Bible school. It doesn't matter who you are. If Boris Johnson comes to this church tomorrow morning, next Sunday, he will sit down like everybody else, and learn. If he doesn't want, he doesn't have to come the following Sunday. But this one he came oh, everybody will honor him. Everybody would, would as the prime, because we must honor kings and everybody. But if he comes here expecting to be handed this mic, he's going to go home disappointed. Meditate on the word of God. Churn it in the background. Churn it in the foreground. Expose yourself to it expose what is not good is not good don't don't try to you used to listen to to secular rock artists and now you want you say you are trying to change now you want to listen to christian rock artists when you are done being honest with yourself you would completely abandon the rock thing because all of us know um you know that you cannot do there are many of these things Christians cannot do them as good as those guys. You know that you know that sometimes you 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 you, you want to replace, for example, and you want to listen to I don't know, I don't I don't know the example like but you want to listen to one of these Christians that 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 are offering you the the clean Christian alternative to some if you listen to that guy enough, you start to realize that uh, the aluje was supposed to put there, he didn't put. You understand me? You start to realize that if it was Beyonce that sang, at that point she would have modulated. When you when you are you have two choices. Either you 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 quit suffering substandard music, or you go back to what you were listening to before, or cuckoo quit the entire thing and listen to what would actually elevate your life. That is the folly 
of Christian artists trying to look trying to match secular artists. You are competing with them for Grammys. And when God was going to slap their faces, he made Kanye West win all the awards. That is where when that happened, that is that is how you know that. Uh, personally, I expect him is the next album when he goes back to making songs with all his all those people. I expect him to refer to it that I went to their tough and I beat them in their own tough and now I'm back again to make real music. They will say it. If they don't say it in the song, they will say it privately. God will help us in Jesus' name. Medi- if, let, I will just leave it here. That you just meditate meditate on the word of God until faith arises in your heart. Say it until you, until every cell in your body believes it. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Just rise up on your feet this morning. Rise up on your feet this morning. And just respond to the Holy Spirit. Just respond to the Holy Ghost. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Take it by force. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. By, by the very definition of will, many times a will has to be imposed a will has to be forced. <laughs> Just respond to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to respond to you appropriately. Help me to respond to you appropriately. Faith, Christianity, kingdom matters. They are not... They are intentional matters. Have you ever seen someone that accidentally enrolled in the military before? You've seen it before. That you accidentally ended up in the British Army. It cannot happen. You would have to be intentional about it. There is, you cannot be an, a, an unintentional soldier for Christ. How can you not know what to do? How can you not be able to pick the voice of the Holy Ghost? How can you not be have any understanding of the scripture that when somebody brings brings a, a, a wayward interpretation of scriptures, a, you start to think, wait, oh, maybe the person is right. What does that even mean? Ask the Holy Ghost to help you to be intentional about growing in him, about growing with him, about relating with him. It's one of the prayers we prayed today that relationship with you. Ask Holy Ghost to help you. Just ask for help. Ask for help. That Lord, I want to be intentional. You have given me, I can see that the gift of interpretation of tongues is working in my life. Lord, help me to be intentional to, to, to build it. I can see that the gift of faith is working in my life. Help me to be intentional to build it. I can see that this gift and that ability and that grace is functioning in my life. I can see that you have made me to be able to, to be a kingdom financier. Help me to grow in that grace. Help me to intentionally mature in that which you have you have entrusted into my hands that so that so that the father will not come in three years and say oh, this tree is not growing let me cut it down many times like i told us it is the pastor that is begging god i say god for the sake of the wife for the sake of the son 
for the sake of the daughter so that they won't say ah uh, they pray that much in church why should something like that happen to that person and the man is busy pleading before god that's the only reason some people are still alive that's the only reason some people are still here Oh Lord help us. Zobrano shi vela hairabosika. Marote vena hikosia brado shebre. Zena zela rusha branase zokalabra hadose. Help us. Help us. To be diligent students of the school of the spirit, help us. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Just pray in the spirit for two minutes. Zambratoshki zanahades. Egredoski zanaila sozela brarushki. Bahatoski vele. Jaco branaske zoma hante brehetoski. Ayahasko zela brahadoshaposki venai. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. In case you are listening to me and. You have not even given your life to Christ. This is a good opportunity to do that. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to be the love of your life. He wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants to be your savior. He wants to be your king. Wants you to be every he wants to be your everything. Jesus wants to introduce you to a life of peace that you have never seen before, a life of purpose, a life of grace, a life of strength. A life of a victor, a life of a conqueror. So wherever you are, just say, Lord Jesus, welcome you into my heart. I acknowledge my sins. I acknowledge my far position from you. But I've come near today. Come into my life. Save me. Be the Lord of my life. Help me. Let me know what it means to be truly free. Let me know what it means to be truly victorious. Let me know what to li- what it means to live life as a king in Jesus name. Speak to the Holy Ghost. Speak to the Holy Ghost. The only help you have in this world, the only help we have in this world, even if you will come through men of God, it comes by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is king, the Holy Ghost is lord. The Holy Ghost is God. The Holy Ghost is Savior. So Holy Ghost, help me. Holy Ghost, reintroduce yourself to me. 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 Zaiko Mahandeli Bratoshkeza. Eyo Paruskate Breto Venayes. Holy Spirit, reintroduce yourself to me. Reintroduce yourself to me. Let me know you again. You know, many of us, when we got born again, we, there was a fire we had. But we didn't understand that we needed to tend that fire. So we just left it, thinking the fire will keep growing. But that's not the principle of the scriptures. It was the Lord that lit the fire upon the altar of sacrifice. It was the job of the priest to make sure that fire did not go out day and night. That fire had to keep burning. It was the priest that was going to keep putting wood, keep putting sacrifice on it. Make sure that that fire did not go out. Say, Lord, rekindle my flame. Rekindle my fire. Every area of my life that the flame has gone down. Every area of my life that the fire has gone out. Maybe it's because you got very busy with life. Maybe because there were... For whatever reason, say, Father, 
Rekindle that flame. Rekindle that flame and help me to tend it. Rekindle that flame. You could pray for five hours before. You could pray for six hours before. You are struggling to do two now. Say, Father, rekindle my flame. You could read chapters of the Bible in one city. Now you are even struggling to read one chapter per, per, per week. Say, Lord, rekindle my flame. Thank you. Lord, rekindle my flame. Lord, rekindle my flame. Re-energize me again. Re-energize me again. Oh, Calibra no se zelambra hatoske. Baro se velai cosizande bronoskeba. Ambratoska telama yehuska. Embreto gayelo se sanamayatoskiaba. Oh, Father, rekindle our flame. Let your fire come again. Let your fire come again. When the temple was when the temple of Solomon was destroyed and 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 of course the fire went out. When they came back and rebuilt the temple, God kindled that fire again. They didn't use strange fire. It was God that came back again and kindled that fire. It is possible for that fire to be rekindled again. It is possible for the hair of Samson to grow again. Say, Father, light my candle again. Let my hair grow again. Light my candle again. Let my hair grow again. Light my candle again. Let my hair grow again. In Jesus' name we pray.